There he is. Skype had to update. 708. That's what my watch says. Suck my penis. <laughs> the day I've had with this motherfucking movie, I strangled the shit out of both of you. The scotch on the rocks. Please, any scotch will do. As long as it's not a blend, of course, uh, single malt, Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps, maybe a Glengow, any Glen. I'm drunk on. I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? Just a drink. A martini, shaken, not stirred. Oh, iPhone seven. <laughs> <laughs> Choked the life out of both of you fighting with this shit today. <laughs> Jared, I actually have a, I actually have a six S. Mine's still <laughs> silky smooth. Mine wasn't. <laughs> I did, uh, I did privately text Josh, and I was like, I, I do think that these are available for two ninety nine to rent. <laughs> well, funny enough, I looked at it. I was like, why in God's name am I spending two hours with this? It can be over four. It can be over with four dollars. I said, yep, that's what I'm doing. Okay, good. You do have some sense because me and Josh, oh. I was like, I was like, I, I, I would give it ten minutes. Ten minutes of fighting with something where I'd be like, all right, I'm just gonna pay whatever the I iTunes fee. Math. I did the math. I was like, it would take me nine minutes of uh, one hour of overtime, and I, uh, it'll be over with. I don't got to fight with this. <laughs> Yes. Oh. Well, I'm glad we got you to well, break, break also, out the piggy bank there. <coughs> also, I had to call AT and T because my internet was messed up, so that was also part of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. <coughs> but that still didn't fix it. So, <laughs> all right. Well, I'm glad you uh, you had some appropriate behavior there, Jared. I sure. You... <laughs> 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 oh, I knew I could get Josh started with that. <laughs> What's that going up against? Paddington? Well, we know. We, right. we can already decide one winner. Uh, appropriate behavior. <laughs> Bisexual Brooklyn drama. I'll slap, the ta- I'll slap the taste out of your mouth. Yeah, over a talking bear. Of course. You dummy. Uh, all right. Well, harsh words already. Um, all around. <clears throat> the internet loves Paddington. And I'll just go mm-hmm. on the record that I have never really gotten it. From the first one, which I had seen before. I've not seen the second one, which just came out. But it, I think it's currently not to steal uh, Jared's task here at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, <laughs> if our Australian listener no purpose. is to be believed. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I, uh, I've i still not come around. I did not go out and face the storm to see the sequel. But, uh, Josh, in our conversations for this episode, you... Say you're a Paddington fan. I don't know if you're just trolling me in my rage, but <laughs> you said this was uh, Oscar-worthy film that uh, you oh, cherish. Man. So, uh, time be truthful now. Don't don't play the heel. <laughs> Do you truly like this talking bear movie? Uh, well, there's to any fiction, there's truth, Mike. But uh... oh, we're getting true detective nonsense here for, mm, for a Paddington yeah. discussion. <laughs> Uh, I do actually really love the movie. I think it's great. I I would not go as far as to say it's an Oscar worthy movie. Uh, but no, I, I will defend this movie. I do love it. I think it's. Let me uh, ask you a question. 
Because this is something you talked about on a previous episode, I think our Christmas episode, um, where you were talking about as a father, you've been subjected to many a thing, many a film that Mm -hmm. you would never have expected that you would have seen or seen on repeat. So do you think that part of the popularity of Paddington is kind of that Pixar effect where it's like it is reasonably entertaining for an adult as well as being a children's film? Absolutely. I think that's absolutely what it is because – uh, there's just a lot of things that when you watch a movie, especially a children's movie, that uh, just glaring, you know, plot holes or um, characters don't act like what they really would in Nicole a particular Kidman. situation. Oh, <laughs> uh, now you see. Hold on now. Yes. There was some weird sort of animal at the dock today. Oh yes. I was doing my rounds as usual when I spotted something sticky on the deck of the boat. I think they were paw prints. Must have been in there all the way from Peru. Seems to have lived on nothing but marmalade. Did you say marmalade? Hmm. What happened to him? He sneaked out in the mail van. Yes. I tracked him as far as Paddington Station. Good. But then he disappeared. I'm sorry. It's just that that creature means a great deal to me. Why? Is he endangered? He is now. I believe she's doing her best uh, Ethan Hunt in one scene, trying to to capture this bear to stuff. She is. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? I give her credit, though, because she takes a very cartoonish villain and commits to it and plays it reasonably so for you know the character that it is. I mean, it's an outlandish character. but uh, Commits to shittiness. I agree with you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Wash that mouth, son. Jared, uh, you have no children. Thankfully, the world thanks you for that, for not procreating yet. (laughs) That we know of. Good God. You're really embracing this uh, Al Pacino character, the nasty Hellcat. (laughs) We all play a character. All right, Wilt Chamberlain. (laughs) What were your thoughts on Paddington? Well, I guess where I've dated so many uh, single mothers in my life that uh, it's rubbed off on me a bit because... I'm not going to say that I loved it like Josh did, but I do think that it's uh, an above-average kids movie. Yes, yes. For, okay, so, I, uh, I don't oh, have a me counter. Josh against the curmudgeon. Well, I don't yes. have a counter. I did not prepare for. I've dated so many single mothers that they've rubbed <laughs> the off on me. Option. The nuclear option. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I'll just say this: that it doesn't feel like it's ever um, too dumbed down or pandering. I thought for for children. I mean, it was a decent enough narrative, decent enough one story. Time. I would say one time for me. Um, one time, the father uh, going in like drag for like this. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's this, this ruse say, yeah. is the one time where because for the most part, what I liked about the movie, I'll try to stay positive, is that the adults, <laughs> at least the father's pretty reasonable about like, no, we're not inviting a, a strange Ooh. bear into our home, even though. <laughs> The, in this world, I guess talking bears are just a thing because they don't like freak out when they see a bear talking to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the mother's like, no, you know, we should take him in. He's basically a street urchin. And uh, no one is, even the children, you know, you expect sort of a, like, I expected him to be on the outs with every family member at some point. Like, he would mess up the uh, teenage girl's efforts to, like, flirt with this kid, her, like, boyfriend. He would mess up the the little boys like science project. You know, I expected it to hit all those beats, 
And it really does. I mean, I guess they go big or go home with him destroying their bathroom. And then after that, <laughs> after that, I guess it's fairly mild. I don't know. I, I, I'll agree with Josh that I do think that the family kind of stays in character and they don't ever have that moment, that sort of ridiculous breakup moment where it's like, how dare you, Paddington? And then you, you know, cut to him like walking in the rain and they all hate him at once. And I, I like that. <laughs> but I, yeah, I don't like the, the drag scene too much. And I, I just have never really liked the Nicole Kidman thing. And in fact, when I watched it again, uh, I didn't want to text you all this because I'd already like positioned myself as the, as the villain of this piece of this podcast, mm-hmm. but I was like enjoying it. And then Nicole Kidman comes in. I'm like, Oh yeah, <laughs> I remember why this is stupid trash. <laughs> well, can you at least meet across the waters and, uh, agree that stylistically it was decent enough for a kid's movie. I, I liked, um, I liked, it was, you know, it had a lot of big bright colors and it looked nice on the TV. Um, I liked, um, how they, you know, how they would uh, dissect the toy house and do all that uh, um, storytelling through the, what the family was doing, um, breaking the fourth wall and bringing the band in. I liked all that. Well, the thing is, the Paddington character is kind of slow. I don't, I'm not saying like he's stupid, but like other than the <laughs> zany pratfalls, he's actually really still. And Josh, you could probably speak to that for like a kids movie. You kind of see the big bright characters constantly moving, like constantly trying to basically babysit real life children with zaniness. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's clumsy, but a lot, like some of the other humor, like one scene I like is when he gives the father a hard stare in the elevator. <laughs> you certain there was an explorer? You didn't just find a hat and make up some... What? Why are you looking at me like that? Is it me or is it hot in here? Why do I feel so... Uncomfortable, mm. flushed, mm. queasy. Mm. It's called a hard stare. My aunt taught me to do them when people had forgotten their manners. It's just like being, he's just a bear in a coat and a red hat. And uh, <laughs> I did like that. Yeah, it's it's not it's not uh, completely over the top. Like I remember some kids movies that I watched when I was a child, which is just, I can't imagine how my parents listened to that racket. <laughs> yeah, and... um. Yeah, because it's not—he's not a zany character. It, he's very low key, proper, and you know, plot. And it's that he just accidentally causes a lot of trouble and mayhem around him. I and mean, that's kind of the hijinks of the the movie. But um, you know, that's more the superficial fun element of the, of the film, and probably meant for your youngest uh, audience members. But I think another reason why I like it so much, along with like the attention to small detail, like. You know, you have that kind of gruesome, gross-out scene during the bathroom uh, segment where he cleans his ears with the toothbrushes and, you know, comes out with all this earwax and stuff, pretty nasty looking. Uh, But then, like, several minutes later, it's the next morning, and it shows the dad brushing his teeth. He doesn't have an outlandish reaction, but he looks at the the toothpaste like, "Mm, this isn't my normal toothpaste, you know, and... I was like, that's a subtle way of like kind of hinting at the fact that he was tasting the nastiness from from before. And I don't know, you don't see those types of subtleties in kids' movies very often. You know, most of the time it's in your face, you know. Just, Hit you over the head with stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and really following suit with that, even the, <clears throat> the, the moral of the story type beats, uh, it's not a subtle movie, but it's also not heavy-handed uh, because... I think it's pretty safe to say that, that you know Paddington, Paddington in this story kind of represents, whether it be 
um, an immigrant or, you know, just anybody different within your own society about, you know, taking them in and accepting them for their differences and, you know, not not being like the father, not being immediately um, cautious, I guess, and wary of them just for the sake of being cautious and wary. More from a financial angle, which is actually pretty realistic given that the bear comes mm-hmm. in and trashes the place immediately <laughs> as he's on the phone trying to get insurance, added insurance for his home. <laughs> Little bear coverage or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I appreciate all that. I, I think that's just such a great balance. It tells, it, it, it tells a, a good, wholesome story. I can't think of any level of child that I would have a problem sitting down and watching it with. Like, it's not overly scary in any scene or anything like that but at the same time it's uh it's still mature enough to tell like a, a full story and and as an adult be entertained by it so i don't know I, I guess just all that combined it really is a solid film uh at least in my humble opinion mike well i my our next film i wonder if you're gonna be playing for the kids which i think opens with a <laughs> lesbian breakup and then a strap-on being carried off into mm. the sunrise after the uh, breakup argument and that uh that Very sort of classy. yeah it sort of announces i think unnecessarily what type of movie we're gonna get three hundred dollars on a garter belt may i help you? we're just looking actually yes um i'm looking for the grown-up underwear of a woman in charge of her sexuality and not afraid of change i've got that this just came in from france it's a bit pink well, why don't you try it on for yourself? Um, let me know what you need, and I'll get a room ready for you. I actually need to stock up on panties. My ex-girlfriend uh, cut up most of mine, so I'm going to need more. What about bras? I don't wear those. Why not? I just don't have that much to work with, so it feels a little silly. You know, like when little girls carry purses. What's your name? Shireen. Shireen. Um, you are a woman, and you have breasts, and there's nothing wrong with them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You deserve a sexy, supportive bra just like any other woman. Okay. You were with a woman for how long and she didn't help you find the right bra? A while. It sounds like your ex. What's her name? Maxine. Sounds like Maxine was destructive to your panties and your self-esteem. I'm so sorry. Is this really necessary? I'm fine. I I just need underwear. Just because your breasts are small doesn't mean they're not legitimate. I know. It's okay to be angry. Oh, my God. Let's try that on. You know, it's like I didn't think I deserved a bra because I don't see myself as a real woman. It's about more than just fabric. Yeah, and I've been wearing bikini bottoms for months. Well, that's basically inviting people who don't respect you into your bedroom. That's exactly what I did. And now I'm, like, seeing her at a party on Saturday, and how do I expect anyone to take me seriously if I am not wearing a bra? I take you seriously. It doesn't count. Uh, which I kind of like Paddington's uh, over-the-top Nicole Kidman. Uh, and I'm all for a good dildo gag, but that, I was just like, this don't even make sense. Like, she has it in a box, <laughs> she's going to throw it away, and then she takes it out of the box to carry it down the street. I'm like, oh, okay. That's just, <laughs> that's just there for some chuckles, but instead I'm just sort of, <laughs> I'm just imagining the people walking the street, like, uh, what? <laughs> well, <laughs> Why are you coming it after also, me? <laughs> it gets edginess points for doing that, too. Which is strange, because the, uh, the humor of this film, which I'd Never heard of. I was just like, okay, this opened uh, same day as uh, Paddington, and uh, at least in the, the states. And uh, it's about you know basically, uh, I guess an immigrant, not a first generation immigrant, but someone that um, 
her family has different values than she does, which primarily focuses on the fact that she's not out to her family. And you see some of those arguments with her brother, who I guess is a little bit more conservative, or at least keeping with family traditions. Uh, and this is basically, uh, I don't know, uh, I don't know if you all have seen Trainwreck, but it feels like a very like low-budget version of that, because you're just following this woman post-breakup, and you do have flashbacks to that relationship, bouncing around from sexual encounter to sexual encounter most of them failed because this is a comedy um but i i thought that they they kind of missed the mark because i think the strength of this film and i can't i need to open my tab here so <laughs> offense to the actress here whose name i can't remember uh, who also wrote and directed didn't she Desiree i'm not mistaken akavon i think is how you pronounce it oh okay well i didn't uh i probably should put i was about to say she's the biggest strength of the film but i guess she's also the biggest weakness if she wrote and directed it as well because i wrote, was like directed starred everything because i thought uh as i was watching this she's got a good face for like the office style comedy like all these awkward situations she's in, I, sure, thought, yeah. I thought her facial reactions were the fun. It's not necessarily what she says or what the script has her say, which now I know she's responsible for, but her, <laughs> her reactions to it, I was like, oh, she would fit well in that Parks and Rec style comedy. Cause I was chuckling more at just her, her response to it, not necessarily the situations, which as we said, uh, with the dildo humor, pretty broad and don't seem entirely realistic that someone would find themselves in, at least not a lifestyle. Well, all right. Jared, probably a lifestyle you've had. I don't know. Nasty Hellcat, <laughs> you tell me if you've yeah, just stumbled dirt, into these uh, random threesome dildos, yeah. encounters. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this one, uh, I can't say it was disappointing because I knew nothing about But, man, I wanted it to be a lot better than Paddington. It's disappointing to me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the truth well, comes out. I don't think it really ever was quite as funny as it thought it was going to be or quite as important or introspective as it thought it was going to be. It was, it's that whole, like it, it very much embodied this urbanite. Um, I'm way more important than, uh, or I think I'm way more important than what I actually am. Which they attempt to make fun of themselves, but it never quite lands. Bit, Cause they, they, it doesn't seem genuine. <laughs> no, they, they point out the kind of hipster, douchebagism of like especially like brooklyn in this this time period which i mean this is came out in january 2014 but then it doesn't commit to that really because i think you have other characters that are they have i mean it's some line like you know only in new york or something mm -hmm. and i'm like yes thank god because <laughs> 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 to what you said jared they're not as interesting and this life is not as interesting as maybe it should have been so i don't know but josh you uh, and this is going a little bit off track, um, but you expressed in a text message in our group thread uh, talking about films that you weren't as high on like Lady Bird that came out this year, which mm -hmm. is uh, like Paddington, like 100 percent of Rotten Tomatoes way, you know, way over top. And I really liked Lady Bird, but not to that extent. But that's also a slice of life film. So what do you think these type of movies have to do to kind of get that right? Because. That, that, by nature, they're Stop not making them. <laughs> really hated Ladybird that much. No, no. I mean, I didn't hate Ladybird actually. Like, I would still fall like you know in the Rotten Tomatoes world of you either like it or you don't like it. You know, it's either a fresh or rotten. I'd still give it a fresh rating. I just I am not raving about it like what everybody else is. And you know, to bring it home to this movie, uh, the like you said, the slice of life. Um, independent film where we're seeing somebody doing, you know, coming of age or 
coming to terms with their sexuality or whatever, you know, it has just been done to death. You know, it, it, there are so many takes on it. And I'm just going to be honest. I guess that's a bias I bring. I'm just kind of done with it to begin with. So I already <laughs> bring that bias just coming in. Just like these movies are just. I can't wait to recut this edit where you're like, oh, <laughs> I, talk, I open the show saying like, oh, it's about a bisexual woman. And Josh cuts in. I have a bias. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even the biggest problem with this movie, though. The biggest problem is that if they were going to do that, they actually had a couple of options that could have made it a fresher take and made it more enjoyable. Because I could care less about the flashing back to their relationship. We already knew they were broke up. Uh, I'm not invested in these characters enough to care about right. what their relationship happens in the first was. scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what was interesting to me was that she had Iranian family in the States, but that even though they're in the States, it's still, you know, a such a big taboo, you know, because they still, you know, in Iranian and I'm sorry, in Iran, uh, you know, they will execute people for being gay. Um, I would have enjoyed a movie that just explored her trying to figure out how to come to terms with that with her family and explored that and they just barely scraped the service the surface a few times with that yeah and for the most part i think the brother says <laughs> for his personal sake don't do it before my wedding like don't make yeah. my wedding day more awkward which okay and then there's a scene where she says it to her mother who just sort of bats away like a fly like nope <laughs> like, mm-hmm. not hearing that <laughs> <laughs> no you're not uh so just as a movie, you know, this is something that I'm going to watch. Um, if we're going to go down this avenue of, you know, slice of life, coming to terms with, you know, whatever in your life, um, that would have been much more interesting than just kind of like a rehash of just what we've seen in so many of these movies. And really, it kind of split itself up in so many ways of trying to do that, you know, whether it be about her sexuality or her Iranian heritage or getting along with her brother or her friends or her work life, making these weird movies with kids. You know, it was just so many different directions. I thought the Paddington guy would be into the, uh, the zombie <laughs> fart comedy that those kids make. Oh, I mean, no, I mean, I, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that, but this the movie was going so many directions that you just didn't care about any of it. And mm. I just think that was a huge flaw. I thought it was interesting watching the two of them together because, the stuff that I dislike about appropriate behavior is what I wanted applied to Paddington. I'm not asking for sex toys to be involved in Paddington, but that I felt like the slice of life stuff would fit more in Paddington. Cause what I didn't like about it was this big, uh, villain, this nemesis that's attempting to track him down. That's got like this family feud, like Paddington, the bear family <laughs> ruined her father's <laughs> life. And so it's like a Batman villain or Spider-Man or something. I was, I was just happy with him just trying to figure out how to get by in London and just like adapting to that lifestyle. More of a true sort of, I guess, immigrant story. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, I felt like I quickly got tired of this character. And it seemed like her, her main sin is that she says like yes to everything without thinking things through. Like right. I mentioned the, the sort of the threesome scene briefly. And that's like, that is mine for comedy. But there's this weird exchange where it's like, she's gotten into something where, the husband or boyfriend is like not into it or getting jealous that his wife and this woman, they picked up at a bar like two into each other. And there's this awkward, I can, 
only imagine in New York sort of conversation where she's like, I don't know. I still want to hang out with you. Like the, the wife is that <laughs> maybe we can play board games. And she's like, yeah, that sounds really good. And I'm like, no, just get, get and leave. Like this is, <laughs> and I, I know the, she was, go ahead, Jerry. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I think she was just into the woman more. And then cause she insults the husband whenever she's in the apartment. Cause they go on about the woman has the latex suit or whatever. She's like, Oh, that's hot or whatever she says. But then the, the husband says, yeah, I have one too. She's like, Oh God, that's horrible. <laughs> Which I can't falter looking at the guy. I, <laughs> I actually don't want to see him at all. Like, could you just no. go to the other room? But I thought the film was going to come down on her a little bit for that. Like just trying to just jump into anything. And cause uh, Josh, you talked about how they flash back to the relationship. It seems like the big argument that keeps coming up is that her, girlfriend is a little more realistic as far as how to behave and she's the one always pushing like hey let's just get drunk let's just see what happens and right that consistently has not worked out for our main character so you do eventually want her to like i guess <laughs> straighten up and fly right and i don't mean sexually i just mean like why don't you just try just like not doing something crazy for once and maybe you won't end up in crazy awkward situations but at the same time, the roommate isn't likable either because she's like all hung up on whether or not she tells her, uh, you know, the main character tells her family about what's going on and not being respectful of the fact that that's probably a big deal. Uh, I mean, my understanding is from what I hear in the from the gay community that it's a coming out it's a big deal, anyways. But I'm sure if you come easy from a family peasy. where, yeah, <laughs> three straight yeah. white dudes in Kentucky, <laughs> just do it already. <laughs> <laughs> but uh get it off your chest lady <laughs> i'm i would imagine if you come from a heritage where you know people get killed for that type of thing it's probably not you know it's probably not something you're just going to bring up at supper with the family so it doesn't even really examine that bubble well enough of like you're, you're kind of accusing the roommate of just having that you know quote-unquote new yorker sensibility that like everyone feels this way and not yeah and if you're not if you're not if you don't just open well or or just being so inconsiderate of like her own politics on the thing of like if you don't just come out and do it then that means you're ashamed and you're part of the problem and just kind of getting on her you know high horse about it and so say none of these characters are likable why do we care why are we watching this because uh this is gonna go do gangbusters numbers on sober cinema <laughs> people have been waiting for appropriate behavior discussion <laughs> and i felt like paddington deserved to have a uh you know, the pursuits of a bisexual woman, if she gets into threesomes with latex attired women, I thought, like, yeah, this will fit with our family film episode. <laughs> Say, what a uh, what a joust between a uh, <laughs> talking toy bear and a bisexual Iranian. I'm going to toss it to you. What were the uh, what was the Rotten Tomatoes for both these films? I know Paddington was probably well reviewed, but what about Paddington was, uh, Paddington was 98, uh, an audience of 80. Four out of five people recommend Paddington. Um, appropriate one. behavior. <laughs> appropriate behavior was a ninety-six on the wow on the uh, tomato meter and sixty-four uh, percent audience. That's awful high. That's, mm -hmm. that's, really that's critically really, acclaimed. That's really high. Like that's well, real high. I'm going to generalize a little bit, but critics love that type of independent film where it's the slice of life, as we were talking about, and. You know, it's for lack of a, I don't know, I probably shouldn't say it because, you know, I don't want to overgeneralize. Maybe people really legitimately enjoyed the film. But to me, you know, this, I feel like some critics are going to be quick to be like, yep, uh, we're doing, you know, 
immigration. Yep, we're dealing with sexuality. Yep, we're dealing with you know relationships and family. Yep, hits all the hmm. you know standard indie film biggest marks. bonus points. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I think that audience score is a little bit more accurate. Well, it, it is a shame because I think this it did feel like a festival movie in the sense. So it's like you could see in that sort of context of watching it that you would find, especially if you're into films in the sense that you're looking for like up and comers. Because like I said, what I gravitated towards was like, oh, I could see this woman being comedic actress, like going on to other comedy films, maybe some that actually have a plot of some sort or you know a storyline that, <laughs> that relates to me in some way. Uh, but I understand that that feeling because there would be stuff that I'm assuming these people that gave it glowing reviews probably don't ever throw on appropriate behavior again. Like, oh, I can't wait to watch right. that again. So there's that dishonesty as far as – and maybe that's the problem with giving that immediate take from film festivals as far as how you felt watching it in the moment and not sitting with it for some time. Right, right. Yeah, I would agree with that statement. Like people should have done with Paddington. And, and they did. <laughs> oh my gosh. I could watch that movie again right now. Well, Paddington 2 is tanking uh, across this great country. <laughs> as Still I speak getting good now. reviews, though. <laughs> so the audience Making has Making America great again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wrong time for an, uh, an immigration comedy. What, are, what were they thinking? <laughs> well, <laughs> build that one did come out. Build that wall for talking mama. bears. <laughs> Trump gets hit in Paddington tanks. I think we're going to come down the same side. Um, Maybe. I don't know. Because the the premise of this show is going to be, does Paddington deserve that type of love, which is very high? And should people have given appropriate behavior a chance? Now, the difference here is I didn't realize appropriate behavior was going to be that high on the critic score, which seems about equal. Like In their eyes, Paddington and appropriate behavior, basically the same. Uh, but I'm guessing, Jared, that there were far fewer uh, reviews on appropriate behavior as far as the a- actual number. 52 reviews. Wow. 52 uh, critic reviews. I was expecting about eight. So I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> it was highly reviewed, and uh, by the numbers, I guess, what is it? Well, maybe like two of them didn't like it, and there were 50 others did. So, Jared, can you make any sort of case for appropriate behavior as far as deserving of more attention or more just mainstream uh, views? It is currently on Amazon Prime for anyone listening. Uh, if they have any interest after our glowing praise of it. <laughs> I think it's an, uh, like Josh said, not a unique take by any means with um, dealing with sexuality and, and, and the uh, challenges and um, pitfalls of dealing with that. But um, I, you know, it, it's, it's something different for the rest of us. I wouldn't never watch it again, but it's an interesting view on the, the challenges of it that maybe we don't really, you know, understand or have to deal with on a daily basis. And her herself, she has, there's something there. She's, she's good. She, uh, she can act. I don't know about the writing as, as much, but, um, maybe, maybe she just needs to get away from the personal story so much. Maybe just, you know, I think commit to either a comedy or like hard drama. Just don't you, she, I think she dabbled too much in both and I really didn't care for either part of it. Really. I mean, it could have been funnier, or it could have been more dramatic, and I would have probably given more press to this movie. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't enough of either one. It just kind of came off very bleh. Uh, and it's not. I mean, because I mean, there's some very good comedy dramas out there that can do both. But 
with a movie like this, she I don't think she was masterful enough at either of those genres to mix them. She should have really either swung for the fences for a comedy or, you know, went mm-hmm. for the drama. Uh, I would also have to say that, you know, going back to what you just said, Mike, about it being maybe, you know, getting away from the personal, that's a very, very limited um, demographic, your Iranian immigrant bisexuals in New York. Uh, yeah, definitely. Laser but it, but <laughs> the stuff that is interesting about it is the stuff that you said earlier we don't have to consider. Uh, like a lot of people would have to consider. Like right, right. Having, <clears throat> I, I liked what you pointed out as far as about the, the girlfriend, uh, the ex-girlfriend getting onto her about her not being out to her family yet. That's an argument that obviously none of us as street people would ever have to have with our partner as far as uh, unless, unless you have something very strange, some sort of strange sitcom almost set up where you have to hide your relationship with your girlfriend from your family. Uh, right. That is, that is sort of a battle that you usually don't have to have with your partner. No, maybe, maybe you're more backwards in Southern areas. If it's a mixed relationship, there might be some issues with things like that. But uh, I think for the most part, it's, you know, because the the spectrum was so wide on the film, only people that are exactly in that position could relate to it. Whereas if she had focused a little bit more on any of those elements, even if you can't relate as in like you're not in those demographics, it would have been, you know, informative. It would have been an informative film of like you said, like, oh, you know, I didn't stop to think that that's something people even have to have a conversation about or, or, or whatever. So And something uh, Paddington actually does. I mean, as you said, <clears throat> Paddington the Bear, ridiculous children's concept, is a stand in for a lot of people that are that look different or from different part of the world that mm-hmm. are trying to assimilate in some way. And it is played to the extreme. Like I said, he he puts, you know, toothbrushes where they don't belong, not in a sexual <laughs> manner. Um, he destroys the bathroom. He has an obsession with wearing a sandwich on top of his head. Uh, but it's funny how watching these two together, how quickly the family embraces those elements uh, mm-hmm. as far as like, oh, that's that's him. And this one here, they don't ever allow the family the opportunity to have that. As you said, they don't have that conversation. Like it's like that. You feel like it's going to that point to get to a scene where the mom says, nah. <laughs> and it's like, well, right, all right, right. I guess that's the end of that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's kind of what I thought it was building to. I was like, okay, well, this part's about to get interesting. And then, uh, yeah, like you said, it was a pretty cold stop there. So that's a long way of saying uh, if you have to watch one, appropriate behavior, not Paddington. Never Paddington. No, <laughs> no, that is incorrect. You're incorrect, sir. <laughs> you are wrong. <laughs> I, I still will stand by. I am a bit uh, still shocked that Paddington is some sort of film Twitter craze. Honestly, like having seen it, I would expect this to be like um, a new hope for our generation as far as why they're they're taking something that's aimed at families or children and are holding it up as like the bastion of filmmaking. Like some sort of anomaly that's <laughs> made its way through the system. Like I just I, I don't understand that level of, of fandom and and yeah I. I well, I think I think you you know this is a little bit of a tangent, but we'll just go down this rabbit hole for a second. There's two types of good. You got the good that's like, man, this this piece of art was fantastic. But you're going to have plenty of people who, eh, I don't like that. That's not for me. But then you have something that's like just really solid, 
and it's just done really well, it may not be greatness, but like everybody can almost come to terms like, yeah, that was a good experience. That was that was good. Now, Mike being subhuman and part of, <laughs> you know, Satan or whatever it may I'm be. I'm kind of understanding. He don't really qualify. I'm understanding why, uh, why our lead and appropriate behavior, uh, maybe is afraid to come out to her family when I'm being called subhuman for not liking Paddington enough. I don't like Paddington. Nope. Uh-uh. I do. I'm just saying it shows a certain streak of evil in your heart or, or, you know. A d- big dark blotch that lies <laughs> that bro- on it. Didn't Brody like it? Uh, Paddington. Uh, what, what did we watch this week that he got uh, he got into? It, w- it wasn't either one of these films. I think that's uh, going to be for our next episode. There was one that I caught him watching television. And I couldn't understand why he was into it, but uh, Paddington he snored through, which I was glad because it's a pretty loud movie at times, and mm. hey, it's got to have Demi Moore in it to get Brody's attention. It's weird. <laughs> Uh, we will not be talking about uh, Indecent Proposal in the next episode, but if you'd like to find out uh, what, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Sober Cinema. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or go to a followingfilms.com. Any uh, final words of wisdom from either of you two appropriate behavior super fans? Please send Mike a marmalade sandwich. So yes! Up. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Send it. We'll set up a Patreon, and if you send us enough funds, we'll have our very own marmalade day at Mike's house. <laughs> that <laughs> it always sounds weird. <laughs> marmalade day. <laughs> I'm imagining some eyes wide shut masks or something and cloaks. <laughs> the password is marmalade. <laughs> Uh, let's move to the other two here. What are they? What did we just watch? We watched uh, the dilemma. Oh, Barney's, Barney's version. version. Uh, that's the, the one. Dilemma. That's the one Brody got into for some reason. <laughs> I'm like, what are you? It was that at? Paul Giamatti. I guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>